Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at church on Sunday, one at 8.45 a.m. and the other at 10.45 a.m. There will be Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service. And that's when we also have our live stream on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, part six of A Harvest Story, God Always Writes the Last Chapter. That's from Ruth chapter four, verses one through 22. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Yeah, I was just thinking about this weekend coming up. Well, we've actually been thinking about it for a while. (laughs) This weekend is packed full of really good Christmas lunch kind of things at Harvest. And uh, we're going to be talking about Festival of Lights here in just a minute. But you mentioned the conclusion of a series that we've been working on through the book, uh, through the month of November, uh, talking about the book of Ruth. And, well... I've loved every single one of these parts of this story, but I just want to tell you that this Sunday is the culmination of all of them together. And we're going to get to chapter four. And uh, Chris just mentioned, God always writes the last chapter. It's going to be so practical about how God orchestrates all of the events of the lives of these uh, three main characters in the book of Ruth. And he has been working all along. We're going to see that just kind of shining out in all its glory uh, this Sunday morning. So even if you haven't been here for the other parts of the series, you're going to be blessed by hearing God's plan for his people through this final part of the book of Ruth. So we want to invite you to come and join us. That is in the middle of a number of other pretty exciting things happening at Harvest surrounding this idea of Festival of Lights. And I have a couple of familiar guys uh, in studio with us here, but for some of you, it might be the first introduction, but I have Pastor Brian Leonards and uh, Mr. Cliff Paulin. I'll introduce them in a minute, but hey, you guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. For those that maybe wouldn't be familiar, Pastor Brian is uh, on the pastoral staff here at Harvest and has uh, been serving uh, in the church for for 13 years? 13 and a half now. Yeah, 13 and a half years in many different capacities. Actually, both Cliff and Pastor Brian wear a lot of hats, a lot of responsibilities, but primarily in the areas of outreach um, and uh, and adult ministries, adult uh, education. So thankful for all that. Pastor Brian getting ready to head out to Japan. That's another whole story. We'll save that one uh, for a little bit later. But um, And then uh, Cliff Paulin has been uh, on our team for how long, Cliff? 23 years. 23 years. Yep. Also in a lot of different varieties of roles. Uh, Cliff is our currently our uh, chief operating officer, financial officer, and has a big part in Festival of Lights. And that's what we want to talk about here. Uh, Pastor Brian, could you introduce us first? What What is Festival of Lights? Why is it such a big deal? Yeah, I, Cliff, I'm sure we'll share a little of the history later. But for 13 years, you know, an idea kind of sprouted about doing an event over Christmas time to bring the island on our campus and to do something that would celebrate Christmas. And 
that's developed into what we know now for Festival of Lights. It's our 13th annual one that we'll be participating. It, it's morphed over the year. I know um, Cliff and I, we go back and we think about some of the first ones and we laugh about the memories. And oh, yeah. it was such a good time. And we watched God bless. And throughout the years, more and more people have come. And it's really become one of the, the largest and most exciting Christmas events on our island that that people partake in. It's become a tradition for so many people. They just know they're going to be there. It's part of the, the kickoff to the Christmas season. We are just talking about 2009. Is that right? Is that the first one? I think I think it's 2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah, Cliff, but, tell us about uh, that. What was the launch there in 2010? Well, I know it wasn't, you know, it was an idea that was put out there and we wanted to give our island uh, something uh, to do, something to go to and be able to enjoy. Um, and, you know, it's a kind of spark in, you know, the, the, the launch of the Christmas season. You know, there's so much hustle and bustle during the, the holidays that sometimes you, you miss, you know, what is it all about? Uh, so in having the Festival of Lights, you know, we had lit this whole campus. I think we, I think at one point we had the campus, you know, that had close to a million lights, light bulbs on this campus. Mm. Um, and it was a draw for people to come, you know, to our campus and and because of that we said you know what maybe there's something here about there's something about this that we could definitely reach out even more and it's it's developed to what it is today tell me about that how has it changed over the years i mean it really was kind of the original idea was just kind of the lights and we're going to turn on the lights and have some festivities around that but brian you said it has changed over the years yeah our, our first year kind of the highlights and correct me if i'm wrong cliff I, I believe we did the outside concert for the first year and we had food trucks did we have food trucks first no no it was just the outside concert i know for sure we did animal balloons because I did them that year and my thumb <laughs> caved in on itself and I thought I lost my thumb. I, I, we did so many. I had to pry it back and I got feeling back in it. I'll never forget it. Um, but it was a big outside concert that we did. People brought beach chairs. We did it right out in, if you if you know Harvest or Carline area and people loved it and people came for the lights. We did kind of a um, I think we did a countdown, right, for the lights to we turn did. on. And that was a little cheesy, and um, <laughs> but we loved it. And that was the first year. And then it morphed. Um, we ended up adding a, a carnival yeah. area in the Family Life Center, and that gave— Actually, so it was outside. We had yes. it outside at one point. Uh, the little carnival idea. Um, in fact, we I think we had like uh, maybe three or four different carnival— uh, events that we had done and to where you know kids would enjoy and adults would even enjoy doing mm. and then we had um on the inside we had um uh, king's restaurant yes you know, yep. shout out, and they kind of jumped in to help and um they provided meal and i think that's kind of like where, where the whole food truck idea started to develop right yeah because we had that group and then when the next year we had another group uh, uh i think it was a uh, sakura noodle house that did that and they just started a food truck and i think this is when the food truck scene started to develop yeah. mm -hmm. on the island mm -hmm. and that's when that's how it kind of all developed through that when COVID hit and we were talking about going this direction for some time we knew we needed to adjust and and as we're heading out of harvest in the next couple of months i look at that time as one of one of the big god moments um 
because everything was against us to to do an event with COVID. Everything was shut down. And so we, this would have been two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, and if everybody remembers, you know, uh, kind of had some lockdowns happening across island. Uh, not much gathering happening at all. In fact, very much discouraged. And of course, we'd been having Festival of Lights for many years together. And really, there there were very few, almost nothing going on as far as just kind of Christmas yeah. experiences. Anything that said, hey, it's Christmas here on the island, right, Brian? Yeah. And we felt in that season, there was a lot of discouragement, a lot of what's happening in our world. And we really felt the need. We need to do something. And around every corner, it felt like there was a no. And we kept praying and we kept pursuing. And we didn't get the official okay till about one hour before the event. And it, it's months of planning. And we wanted to do it in a safe way. And we had a drive-through where people would come see different like setups of Bethlehem. And they would hear a gospel message as they went through. And, and Lord blessed, and we had more people come through that. Last year, we had estimated about 4,000 people come through the drive-through. And because of the growth we've adjusted, we moved it to a one-night event to this this time it's going to be a two-night event to, to help it so it's enjoyable. It's not you know too many people all at once. But I've really loved how it felt like the Lord shaped it and molded it. And, you know, the next 10 years, I'm sure he'll continue to shape and mold, and it'll look different 10 years from now. It was an interesting season. I mean, Brian, you and I talked through that quite a bit because it was sort of, hey, do we think we can do this? And we're like, hey, let's keep pushing forward. Let's figure out a way. Mm-hmm. We, uh, well, we can't do it. We're not going to be able to have it. Well, let's figure out a different way. Yep. And uh, and then you, I remember that. Actually, I forgot about that, that we actually needed approval kind of from uh, our island. And it was right up to the moment, even to that to do that drive-through, which was mm-hmm. nobody getting out of the cars and that's a different world. Yeah, I will never forget that. It yeah. was a lot of late nights, a lot of emails, working with the government, going back and forth. And, and the team here is so awesome. A lot of people put in time and efforts. But that was a God moment to see what, what he did, and he kept it going. We might, I haven't thought about this, we might be the only consistent annual event because of COVID uh, of what happened. But it was yeah. an exciting thing. Uh, we did a second year of a drive-through last year. Again, uh, Island was being careful and uh, not a lot of face-to-face things happening. And so we want as many people to be on campus as possible. So a drive-through again, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit um, more extended as far as what we're doing on the little town of Bethlehem. Yeah. Um, what changed this year now that we can have people you know, on campus, which is really what we want to be able to be face-to-face? Yeah, I'm incredibly excited because what we're doing this year is how we designed it in the first place. We had to take stuff away and move it in the last couple of years to adjust to COVID. This year, what it is, is it's a fully interactive walk through Bethlehem. You'll come in, you'll get your welcome packet. In that packet, you'll get some coins, uh, these widow mites that we have. Right when you go in, you're going to be greeted with some angry-looking Roman centurions, and they're going to make sure you pay your taxes with, with one of those coins we give you. It's a free event. Don't worry about that. And as you come in, um, there's going to be a bakery you can you can get cookies at. We'll have a, a grape stomping area. You can sample the grape juice. Not not that's being stomp, stamped on. We're <laughs> not the that actual feet-pressed grape juice. Yes, right? <laughs> but... 
Um, we're, we're bringing in a large Bible time tent this year for the kind of the home life area. We're, we're bringing in a blacksmith area. We're bringing in a leather pressing area as well as a lot of the, the different huts, but they'll be interactive. There'll be an area you can do some, we'll teach the kids how to write some Hebrew on some paper. Um, a lot of fun stuff, some weavers that will teach kids how to weave some areas. So we're asking people to hop in, participate. We have live animals coming. You'll see some goats and a carabao. There is not many sheep on this island. We, <laughs> we would have got sheep, but camels and sheep, we were, we were pressed out of luck for that. <laughs> so just to be clear on this, whereas the last couple of years, people lined up in their cars, in fact, <laughs> lined up way down our road, and then drove through Bethlehem, mm -hmm. saw a little video, drove through, and then went off campus. That's not going to be the case this year. We'll actually have parking. I'm going to ask Cliff about that in a minute. But everybody will be able to park, yes. and then uh, they'll be able to walk through, right? Yeah, it, it, and I'll go back to it. Some of the changes, too, it is a walkthrough. And you'll notice when you go through Bethlehem, you're not going to see a nativity scene because we're moving the nativity into our church auditorium. And throughout the night at three different times, and we'll have stuff posted throughout the event, we're going to be doing a short drama and a gospel message in that room. So you'll get to come in and see a small drama of the birth of Christ. We do want to let you know, too, on the lower part of campus, we do have some kid activities we're doing. We're bringing back from three years ago, we did a snowball fight area mm -hmm. that families loved. And we're bringing it back this year. And I'm so pumped for that. And so, mom, dad, if you're ready to hit your kid with a snowball, this is the event to go to. <laughs> and we have some animal balloons and some glow sticks we're handing out. And then we're bringing in a train. We'll have a train ride for kids to participate in. So a lot of fun activities. Cliff, you're running with a lot of the details of food trucks, uh, parking, all of that. Let me ask you a couple questions just so people are familiar. People want to know what's going to happen when they arrive on campus. Um, just tell us about parking. How will they know where to park? Sure. When they come through our campus, the uh, majority of the parking is going to happen on the Family Life Center side of things. Um, we're not utilizing the, the gym or the Family Life Center, so you have that whole parking area uh, there and then we have some other parking beside our soccer field. So we'll have parking attendants and security guards all throughout campus and in helping our families as they come through, vehicles that come through to be able to assist them and where to find parking. There's gonna be communication, you know, there's a, a stall or, or open spot and then there'll be communication so we can help direct people as they come through our campus. Try to get them off the road as quickly as we can. Because uh, they're obviously you know, they're, they're here to be able to enjoy the Bethlehem experience. So as they come, we'll have ample parking for them. And then as you come into our campus, you go right into the church, you'll see, you can't miss it, you'll see the Bethlehem experience um, uh, walk-through area. And, um, and and all the festivities are going to happen on the other side of the street, uh, on the church side as well as the academy side. And you'll see the food trucks, you'll see um, uh, the uh, the wall uh, that we have put together, which is going to be awesome, uh, and all the festivities uh, on this side of the street. We've been talking about food trucks, so people yes. can come. Uh, we'll get the times in just a minute, but you come, you'll be able to park, and then uh, tell me about food trucks. Sure. We have about eight different food trucks or food vendors that are going to be here, um, and, we, and I can probably name a few. We've got Jamaican Grill that's going to be coming. Um, we have Sticky Fingers, Munchies. Uh, Hafaloha, uh, 671 Kettle Corn, uh, JKT uh, Food Truck, uh, and we have Sip and Dip 
uh, that just uh, was getting ready to sign on uh, this afternoon. Um, but yeah, and so it's just a good number of people. That, oh yeah, also uh, 50 cal zone can't miss them too. Uh, so you know, it's it's going to be. And some of them, this is uh, for some of these food trucks. It's their first time here, and some others that they've been here and done it before. So it's it's a uh, it's a gr- it's a great time for folks to be able to come enjoy the Bethlehem experience or even the program that we're offering. And at the same time, hey, you know what? I'm hungry. I want to get a meal. You know, there's food that's going to be on the grounds that you'll be able to enjoy. And just the family, it's, you know, it's a it's time for the families to get together and just enjoy. Um, you know, you get to hear the Christmas story. You get to hear, you know, even probably even live out like I'm walking through Bethlehem, you mm-hmm. know, and experience that a little bit, and then fill your bellies uh, while you're while you're here. Pastor Brian, tell us about the dates and the time. We'll talk about this right at the end again, but I want to make sure if people are listening that they get a good idea of when does it start, when can they come, when are the showings going to happen in the uh, in the worship center. Yeah, so Festival of Lights will be taking place on this Saturday and Sunday. That's December 3rd and 4th. The event will be going from 5.30 to 9 o'clock at night. At 5.30, the food trucks open up, the um, the fun kid activities, the snowball fights, the trains, all that will be going. 30 minutes later, we open the Bethlehem experience. So you'll see some gates there, and we'll open that up. We'll be fully ready to go. And then at pretty much at 40 after the hour, every single hour, we'll be doing a drama. And we'll be letting you know throughout the event when the next drama is starting. We even have an angel making a proclamation um, we're excited about. And uh, we'll give you all the details. We'll have it mic'd up throughout the event to let you know so you can plan accordingly. But once you're in that living Bethlehem, it naturally kind of leads to where the nativity is going to be. Okay. Friday night, or excuse me, Saturday night and Sunday night, both nights, they can come either one of them. Yes. Okay. We'll come back to that at at the end so people have those details. Why Festival of Lights? I mean, uh, uh, for our church, there's a lot of work, you know, that's gone into this. It's going to, you know, take a a massive effort of volunteers, um, and uh, we're going to have a lot of people on campus. What's the big point of doing this, you know, this weekend? I think there's a couple things, but it all kind of wraps up in, in one thing. Uh, we want to let the community know first that we love them. We we are so blessed to be part of this awesome island. And to have one spot where the island comes together is, is something that we love to do. But rooted in all of that is our love for Christ. And the idea of, of Festival of Lights, we want to point it to the true light, which is Christ. And everything we do, um, every smile you see that night, every hand helping, this is not something we charge. This is not something that we pay a staff to, to put together. Every person that's there is a volunteer that's coming to serve the island because we love the island. And that's rooted in this belief of, of our love for Christ and what he's done for us. And we want to introduce people to that type of love. We know in this season... There's a lot of emotions, a lot of things going on in life, and and we're here as a church. We want to let people know we're here for them. We want to help them beyond just this event, but this might be the first event that gets them in the door and realize there's something different happening at Harvest, and that's because of Christ. Cliff, I know that you've been a part of each of these over the years, and uh, a lot of fun, a lot of crazy things have happened. Um but there's been a spiritual uh, impact year after year. Tell us just a little bit of what you've seen over the years in that way. 
You know, and I've, I've uh, spoken to a few individuals in the community that have attended our Festival of Lights over the years. And, and I've heard people many times say, man, I look forward, our family looks forward to coming to, to Festival of Lights. And, and you know, yeah, it's, it's, and, and again, people in our community, they look at just an area, something to do with the family. But that's what draws um, you know, so when you bring families here and, and you're able to share um, what the true meaning of, of the season is and, 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 and be able to make an impact and the rubbing of shoulders with people, uh, whether it's our uh, within our own academy, our parents within the academy, or just people in the community that we, we come in contact with, um, you know, they, they get excited about what we're doing here and it gets the exposure of, you know, who we are uh, and, and um how we can can help our community uh, as well as a church um, and how we can um, be involved uh, in, in the lives of people. Well, in the end, you know, we know that Christmas really is about the story of the birth of Jesus. And as people come on our campus, we do hope there's a festive atmosphere. It, it does sort of kick off the Christmas season for us here on island. And we hope that there is a sense of that, the lights, the food trucks, all of that just, you know, kind of says, hey, Christmas is coming. Um, but there's a very specific point to the Bethlehem and to the manger scene, and that's really to identify for people that the focus is on Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I think for for many people across our islands, it's, it's easy to get caught up with all of the activity going on. We don't want this to just be an activity. We want it to be a place where we're able to put the focus back on what is the the real reason uh, for the season. And we hope that people will sense that in the fun of enjoying with your family kind of this old Bethlehem experience. Um, we hope there will be real clarity about uh, God's gift of sending his very own son, Jesus, as a baby in a manger to be the savior of the world. And we hope that people come, we're confident that they will hear, and we'll be moved by that message. It'll change your Christmas season, you know, by that focus. So um, I'm thankful for you guys. I know you put in a lot of effort, a lot of time uh, in this. Um, Pastor Brian, maybe anything else? It's kind of talking about the hope and, uh, you know, what the team is doing as as we're plugging in. Yeah, there's just a lot of anticipation. I think we've seen God work in, in big ways, and we know that this is the type of event you want to bring your family to. This is the type of event you you want to be able to look back at at the years, and we do that almost every year. I just go through my pictures, and I go through my December pictures, and I look at Festival of Lights, and it's just filled with the best memories. And you're looking if you got a family if you're a single if you're with a group of friends you will have a blast i i i think i can guarantee that <laughs> um and we hope you come and but we want you to come because of our ultimate hope which is christ um tell us again the details first of all if somebody has questions that you know they didn't get the whole piece or have some questions about things how how do they find out information Yes, uh, we have it right directly on our website, hbcguam.org. And when you go to that site, you'll see it right by the top of the banner. You'll see a section for Festival of Lights. We have a small video kind of highlighting the event and the information that's there. That's probably the easiest way, as well as our Facebook page, Harvest Baptist Church. Um, You'll see all the information right up top on that. But you can reach out to us also through the church. 
and we'd be glad to assist you. Okay, it's this Saturday and Sunday night, yes. uh, December 3rd and 4th. and 4th, and everybody's welcome, no cost, and we'd love to have you come. Correct. All right, you guys, thanks for your help, and uh, we're praying that God would use this time you know, uh, really across our island. Well, thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to take this opportunity to again invite you to services this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. Sunday morning. You can also view that 10.45 a.m. service on live stream at hbcguam.org hbcguam.org and right on the homepage of that website is where you can click that link to our Festival of Lights. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.